I originally wanted to share this interview on my other podcast, Solo Moms Talk, but I've been thinking about a report conducted by Alex Sanfilippo of Podmatch and wondered why so few podcasters were active. I've put a link to the report below, and I wonder if podcasters were experiencing burnout due to being overwhelmed. It's for this reason why I wrote a blog post sharing tips on how to prevent podcaster burnout. I've shared a link below as well. And podcaster burnout is also my topic for this week's Substack. Oh yes, if you want to get more actionable tips and exclusive, join my Substack. I've left the link below as well. So have a listen to this episode and see if this interview about cracking the life code with Bob's Possession resonates with you. This is Tools of the Podcast Trade, where you can learn about the tools and resources you can use to start and grow your podcast. Tune in each week as we talk about the help you need to remove the mystery from podcasting so you can become a successful podcaster that can reach your audience where they are. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Bob Fasession. Thank you for being on Tools of the Podcast Trade. Um, I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm okay. glad to be here. Yes, of course. All right. So I see we're going to be talking about some very interesting thing about life and mindset and stuff like that. But before we talk about what um, drives you, can we talk about who you are? Who is Babs? Well, thank you. Um, Babs is, uh, <laughs> I like to say, a strategist. Um, a speaker and an entrepreneur. Um, essentially, I um, am the founder of Cracking the Life Code, a platform that helps young upwardly mobile individuals who are seeking to uh, become better versions of themselves, uh, seekers of personal growth and seekers of personal development. We help them essentially um, achieve that simple goal of becoming better versions of themselves. Um, also, the chief strategy officer of Roads Consulting, uh, and that's what I would call essentially my day job. <laughs> okay. I am the author of Crack and Life Code, a recent book that I released um, earlier this year. So this three essentially summarizes who I am as of today. Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing. Um, cracking the life code. What's that about? Well, think about it this way. Uh, when, when a child is born, I have never heard a situation where uh, the parents receive a manual uh, by which the child navigate life. So life does not come with a manual. Uh, when a child arrives planet Earth, uh, by, the, by the circumstances surrounding the child's birth, the people in the child's life, um, the adults uh, primarily, which might include immediate family members, friends, um, uh, maybe teachers, educational teachers, spiritual leaders, and everybody around the circles that the child is um, is born in begin to determine uh, what the child is programmed with. And at that point, as they speak and they act and behave in the presence of the child, they essentially send stimulus into the ch child's um, mind and the child has been programmed. Now, these codes by, we by which the child is programmed then becomes 
habits, mindsets, and behaviors by which the child navigates life further down um, as the child begins to grow. So when we come to a point in life, because we don't get to choose those signals at birth, um, so we can't really tell if they're helpful signals, the words that are being said, the mindset that we're adopting, the behaviors. As kids, we can't really differentiate between the good ones and the bad ones. So we just take on whatever comes uh, uh, our way. But then when we become adults and we are beginning to navigate the different areas of our life, it becomes necessary for us to take a break and say, hey, how are these codes helping me? How are these codes hindering me? Are they in any way helping me achieve success in these areas of my life? If yes, great. If no, it's about time to crack those codes and replace them with new positive and um, empowering codes. So that's primarily in a nutshell what cracking a life code is about, really. Mm, Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing. And enlightening us on that um, strange topic, I think. But uh, from listening to you, it would seem like the the term being a product of your environment resonates here, right? At least until you crack the code. Am I right? That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. So what made you have an interest in this? I mean, something had to have piqued your interest. Yes. Uh, totally. I, I was I was just a young boy, um, born and raised in in Nigeria. Um, one of these days, uh, as a young kid, I ran into the room and I saw my mom crying. I asked her why she was crying. Uh, she said she had received the bad news from her mom and she was not exactly in a position to help her mom at the time. And that broke my heart. Um it, it just it broke my heart to see my mom cry, uh, but even more so to understand why she was crying. And so I, I made a determination as a young boy that I would do everything within my power to ensure that I build a life that enables me to provide help to the people that I love at every point that they might need the help. And so this whole journey of wanting to understand what exactly is life about, um, and and that that that's when the entire curiosity and the, the desire for change for um, something better that's where it started for me. Um, and so as I as I continued in my early teenage life, um, I just continued on that path. I understood that whilst other kids were um, out in the field playing and um, having a good time, for me, I, I had something within me. And it was just that fact that I wanted to understand what else life had to offer than the experiences that surrounded my childhood. I knew there had to be more to life than the ones that I experienced. Uh, I did experience devastation, poverty, and lack, and all of those. You know, um, that was the situation I was being raised in. But I knew there had to be more to life than all that I experienced. And I just needed to research. I needed to find that out. That's where the entire journey began. And so I began to read books. I began to attend conferences, listen to speakers, people who had very interesting um, lessons to share. And I continued through that, through college um, and all the way through my career. So as it came, as COVID hit two years ago, I decided after over 20 years of this, you know, intensive journey of personal growth and personal development, 
I should probably put all of these lessons together into a book um, and maybe pass that on to someone else who might want to travel the same path as I did and um, maybe just help them shorten, you know, the learning curve. And um, maybe they might they might find some value in the book. That's really why I got on it. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of value there, even from what you just said. I mean, you saw your mom cry and you didn't, you didn't assume the victim um, pose like a lot of children do. It's like, oh, my poor mom, what's going on with my mom? And she tells you, you know, something's wrong and you go off thinking, poor me, poor my mom. You started to ponder. Why is it like this? You couldn't help your mom, but you knew there was some way. There was, there, was a re- there was something that you could do. You just didn't know what it was. You went searching for it, right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, my God. That, that is just empowering to me. I have three sons, so, you know, this gives me goosebumps, you know. So, all right. So what, um, wow, I don't even know. I'm tongue-tied because this is very interesting to me that, you know, a young man such as yourself would take it upon himself to find out, for lack of a better term, the meaning of life and the meaning of your life as it, it pertains to you and your family. Yeah. So what's... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, talking about having three boys. My mom had uh, three boys uh, as well. And so, yeah, it was, um, and and being the first, it, traditionally, um, there's there's a lot of responsibility on the first child, uh, either to show the rest, the path. So naturally, you assume the role of the pathfinder. Um, you assume the role of the leader and, and you guide your um, the rest of the siblings. So I did carry that responsibility very seriously um, mm-hmm. as a young kid to ensure that I uh, I provided direction for for my younger siblings uh, at, at at the time. Okay, cool. And were was your mom a solo mom? Did she raise you guys alone? No, actually, okay. um, I was blessed to be raised in a in a in a um, two parent. Um, family. My father okay. was very busy. Um, we had several instances where my dad had to be on the field working really hard and, and mom was at home taking care of the needs. I mean, um, I did see mom go out uh, to her nine to five job and came back home. Uh, she was the first to wake up every day and the last to go to bed. She had multiple other uh, businesses. Both my parents, even though were professionals, they they still had um, side businesses that they mm-hmm. they had to get into. So mom had all these other businesses, and then had a nine to five. And I saw that she put everybody first, uh, and she was the last on the list. And um, every time I I looked at her and how much she carried on her shoulders, she wanted to be the best wife, wanted to be the best mother, wanted to be the best sister. The best cousin there is, and carrying the shoulder, uh, shouldering, you know, the responsibility of the entire family, and um, without necessarily paying attention to herself. And uh, uh, sadly, I have to say that that came back around um, years later, where she her health began to to take uh, a negative turn. Uh, mm-hmm. And and there's only so much we can do with our our 
body, our our, our human body. Yes. Uh, there's only so much stress we can subject the body to. So mom went through a lot of these um, stress, just trying to show up as in the best way possible for her family, for her friends and the people in her life. Yes. Oh, it's so gl- I'm so glad you recognize that because um, sometimes we, we as children can be ungrateful and don't recognize, you know, what our parents go through for us. But it's also a fortunate or unfortunate situation where moms, especially moms, seem to take on everybody's problems uh, without taking care of themselves. Um, so I'm hoping your mom is okay now. Um, you know, it's, uh, and, and I haven't quite said this publicly at all. Uh, so this will probably be my first, um, time of really discussing, uh, mom, but it makes sense because we're talking at, um, on, on the solo, solo moms, um, talk platform. Uh, yeah. So mom, mom passed this time last year. Aww. So it's, it's about a year uh, mm-hmm. since mom passed. And it's been a really difficult time for yes. me and my family. Especially just, um, you know, thinking through all that she went through. And, um, you know, her, her journey having to be caught you're pretty short um, mm-hmm. in, 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 in life. But I believe very strongly that uh, a lot of the lessons that I've picked from her life have been, have, have been with me and have continued to shape the man that I've become and the, the same man that my, my younger ones have become. So although she's not with us and I would really wish that she was, so she could mm-hmm. literally just see the beauty that she created um, and enjoy, you know, the, that wonderful result of the hard work yes Uh, but today i'm telling the stories um but then i'm encouraging mothers who tend to slip into that you know trap of wanting to take on every possible responsibility Mm -hmm. to find some time to slow it down a little bit because uh, work is replaceable uh but health is not exactly replaceable so we want to focus on the things that money cannot buy versus the things that money can buy. And I understand that just being caretakers, there's a there's an unending desire, unending need to meet everybody's need. It's just the way I perceive that mothers are wired. Uh, but it's usually encouraging to find that, to know that uh, sometimes mothers can also just sit back and put themselves first. Oh, man, words of wisdom out of the mouth of babes and suckling. Not that you're a babe, but <laughs> but is, that is such wise word. And I am sorry your mom has gone on before us. But, yeah, she has left, like, amazing fruits that I could see before my eyes. So you're, you're truly be- blessed to have had her as a mother. All right. Now, now that you've given those words of wisdom to moms and solo moms who may be listening, in order for us to live a life on purpose so that we, we remember to put the oxygen mask on ourselves first, Right. How can one design a life plan, a life plan that en- encompasses taking care of ourselves? 
I mean, that's a very, very important uh, consideration, especially in this era where self-love and self-care is is becoming mainstream. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we, we need to continue to do what I called the realistic self-assessment. Realistic self-assessment essentially takes a look at the different areas of our lives, from finance to relationship, business to career to every area of life that's important to the individual. Using what I call uh, the tool called the Wheel of Life, we can explore and just have a look at each one area of life and ask ourselves simple questions like, how satisfied am I with this area of my life? Um what are the opportunities for growth in this area of my life? And the last question is, are there any opportunities for me to contribute to the world beyond me or the world outside of me uh, or society in general um, in this area of my life? As we begin to think through this, what I find very often is a lot of people have time for everything else, but don't quite make time for themselves. So what we want to do is just have some time out for ourselves as we take care of everything else. And now um, during this time, we want to reflect on our um, on our lives and these key areas of our lives and ask ourselves those realistic questions. I did an extensive um, uh, workbook area or workbook part of my book, Cracking the Life Code, that can be very, very um, helpful. Um, that Just walking through that workbook can help you reflect and think through what actions you need to take to put yourself first or what actions you need to take to ensure that you're constantly maintaining balance. I did talk about how to maintain balance in life, um, in, in career, in business, in relationship, in every area of life. It's very important constantly to ensure that we're maintaining balance. So yeah, I think the primary thing is to pay attention to ourselves is the first thing. Let's pay attention to ourselves. Let's do some self-reflection. Let's do what I call the realistic self-assessment. And as we do this, we can begin to see what might be off from our lives. And then we can begin to figure out how we might pull these back together to maintain balance. It's an ongoing process. We would always have to constantly work to ensure that we're trying to, you know, maintain balance and put ourselves in the center. Yes, for sure. And I want you to tell us about the book, but also it would seem that the Cracking the Life Code isn't limited to kids, right? It seems no. like some of us as adults <laughs> haven't even reached that point yet. Uh, so yeah. tell us about the book and comment on that if you if you choose. Yeah, Cracking the Life Code uh, with the subtitle Keys to Master Your Mindset, Habits, and Behaviors for Personal Success. Essentially, yes. it's 20 years of lessons that I've learned through my personal development journey. It examines six areas of life from finance to relationship to uh, career or business to health and wellness and spirituality. I believe that these areas of life are fundamental to personal success. And so I did a deep dive into every one of these areas, talking about what mindsets, what behaviors, and what habits might limit us from achieving great success in each one of these areas of our mm-hmm. lives. And so when I got into health and wellness, I did talk about mom briefly um, in the in the health and wellness part because I, I know that very often we can prioritize career 
but then not prioritize our health and wellness, which in the in this case was the case uh, for my mom. Um, and so I talked about that very briefly, how we need to ensure that what we what what we pay attention to our health and our wellness. I did talk about career. I did talk about finances um, and all of those. So the book is, is I believe it's just a manual um, that helps to navigate the different areas of life. And I, I ended the book with the workbook um, section, which again helps the reader to reflect and then commit to action. In all of the books that I've read, I found that the most impactful books are the ones that actually led me to take action. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read so many books, some of them, yeah, great lessons, but then the ones that really led me to taking action were my most favorite books. And so ever since I thought about writing a book, I've always wanted to write a book that helps the reader to commit to action. Because I do believe that the only way we can change our lives, our situation is to take massive action. And so the workbook element enables the reader um, to take action to commit to action and just basic little steps that can help us get there essentially the primary premise is that i am really looking that readers would commit to becoming one percent better each day that's all i really ask for it's mm-hmm, just one percent mm-hmm. better each day versus looking at the holistic and massive vision that, be- right. that becomes overwhelming Yes, yes. It is It is harder and we get overwhelmed when we look at the whole picture at once as opposed to just a little bit, one step at a time, eating, biting that elephant one, one bite at a time, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. And of course, we could find your book on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Absolutely. Okay. It's available on Amazon and everywhere uh, books are sold. Okay. Uh, but I put a link uh, to that on the show notes. All right. Great. So what is Bob's grateful for today? Well, I am grateful that um, although mom is gone, uh, she did leave incredible values of character, mm-hmm. integrity, hard work, uh, discipline with us. And I'm just very honored for that opportunity to have spent the first um, uh, couple of decades of my life with my mom. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, thank you for sharing that with with us. Um, now, I wanted to talk about some other things, but first I want to finish off talking about cracking the code. Why is it important to do that? Um, you know, we can read the book, do the exercise, but why is it important that we really get this done, crack this code? There's so many reasons why it's important to crack the life code. In fact, the very first one is, think about it. If you had to leave this planet, what would be your legacy? Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you pass on to the generations yet unborn? Essentially, if we crack the life code, what we are doing is we're stopping some certain behaviors, habits, and mindsets, and we're adopting new positive ones. Now, it's not enough to just adopt those. What we do essentially after adopting new positive and empowering mindsets and behaviors and habits is to transfer them to the next generation. So if there's any reason we want to crack the life code at all, it's just so we could have um, the next generation enjoy the benefits of a better code, of a better mindset, of better behavior, so they could lead 
a better life than ours. Ideally, every generation is expected to be an improvement over the former. So it's our responsibility to ensure that the next generation is better than ours. And to do so, we need to crack the life code now so we can transfer better codes to the generations yet unborn. And in layman's term, that would mean you set a good example so your kids and your grandkids can learn from those better examples. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Share some of these things at the dinner table. Share some of these values with your friend, with your with your uh, children and your grandchildren. Transfer the same things, the same lessons, life lessons you've learned through the course of your personal development journey to the next um, to your children and your children's children. Okay, thank you. All right, so as you you know, um this um show is geared towards solo moms, moms who are raising children alone. Can you give me one piece of advice for a solo mom listening to you speak right now? Well, I I would start by saying that your efforts are not they do not go unseen. They do not go unrecognized. And it might seem as though they are not recognized, they are not seen. But truly, I believe that you are the strongest and the biggest heroes we could ever ask for. Because you're the uncelebrated, you're the unrecognized, but then you do far more than the ones that we see. I think it's important that as we close that we pay attention to ourselves as solo moms. This is essentially my one ask for today if you if there's anything you want to do after this episode i want you to just take a moment and ask yourself what's the one thing that i can do today that really just puts me first what is that one thing that is really about me because you cannot pour out of an empty glass so you need to pour fill yourself first before you can pour um, onto others. And as much as you want to do all these for everyone else, please pay attention to yourself. Think about my mom, please. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You know, when I first started this podcast, I thought, you know, I only want to interview single moms. And a couple of guys had reached out to me and I'm like, nah, you're not a single mom. But I am so glad I listened. I didn't keep my mind closed. Because I would have missed this. <laughs> so, I'm glad you did so, as well. Yes, of course. Thank you. So how can we get in touch with you? Um, help at crackinthelifecode.com. We are always um, available to listen, take in whatever requests at help at crackinthelifecode.com. I'm also very active on social media at Babs Fascism, um, and crackinthelifecode.com is our website. Okay, and Bob Fascism is F-A-S-E-E-S-I-N. Um, Absolutely. For those listening, and we'll put that in the show notes as well. That's All right. right. Okay, I appreciate you coming and talking to me today. Now, anything, any final thoughts, feel free to speak. Gratitude. I like to always close with gratitude. Thank you so much for having me here. And I really encourage everyone who, for whatever reason, might be going through a rough patch at this time. Please think about one thing, at least, that you are grateful for, um, if nothing at all. It's really the breath in your nostrils. The fact that you're still here is victory. So um, gratitude and gratitude and gratitude. Always remember to be grateful for something specific every day. Amen. Thank you, Bob, for coming and talking to us today. 
Thank I you. I appreciate you. Yes. Thanks for having me.